Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Pete Wright. How are you feeling? Great. How are you? I'm feeling great and positive and awesome. uh, well-planned. Uh, and yeah, right. I'm feeling on Ready top of to the world. Ready to be proactive. I am. You know what it is? My partner, uh, Andy, is out of town. And when he's not around, I get a lot done. Do you? Yeah, because I, cause I can just or, do... Or, like, wh- wh- why? What, well, what does, happens because <laughs> when I, Andy's home? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's, he, we just end up do, trying to accomplish a lot more. And so when he's, when he's gone, I don't, I'm not thinking about his stuff. And I just do my uh, stuff. And it's like a vacation. It's like a productivity right. vacation. I can only think about one thing at a time. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's true. It's just brilliant. Uh, and we're going to be talking all about planning and productivity today. We're starting our little, not really starting, I guess we're continuing our little productivity series. Yes. Um, April productivity celebration. Stuff. April productivity productivity stuff. palooza. And yeah. uh, we're starting with what to, what, what to avoid when planning your week. Not how to plan your week, but what not to do when planning your week, and I think it's going to be super useful. But before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list right there on the homepage, and we'll email you with the latest episode each week. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And if this show has ever touched you or helped you make a change in your life for the better, if you've ever found you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, please consider supporting the show directly through Patreon. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With a few dollars a month, you can help guarantee we continue to grow the show, add new features, invest more heavily in our community. You can visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. And I'll tell you right now, you may be seeing the fruits of some of that labor uh, in the form of our new uh, ADHD podcast resource database, uh, which is uh, we've just demoed here on the live stream for folks who are watching along with us. And and hopefully uh, we'll be having that released by this time next week. And it will be the newest, latest thing that our members have supported uh, for the show. And it's fantastic. And it's just, cool. I mean, so delighted that that listener support allows us to do more stuff like this. So that's where we are. I do want to say a very quick, thorough shout out to our newest men- members, uh, uh, Deanna and C. Alex and uh, Linda and Donna and Robert. Uh, and uh, I think we, I, I, just people who just, these are just people who signed up over the weekend. Like, thank you so much. What are you doing with your weekend? Signing up and supporting us. I'm like humbled mm-hmm. by uh, the the attention that uh, that you all are giving us here. So thank you to our new members and old, again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Do we have other announcements? Well, we always have study hall. Every Thursday afternoon is available. So check out the website if you'd like to join us um, in study hall and work with fabulous people alongside you uh, and get some stuff done. And uh, I'm going to talk about GPS, the workshop, a little bit later because it all has to do, the the, the workshop has to do with planning and we're talking about planning. So that's coming up. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's get to it, Nikki. Let's talk about what to avoid when planning your week. So when you think of being productive, what do you think? What does it mean? 
Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to go back to our organizing definition. Uh, you know, finding what you need when you need it, right? Productivity for me, yeah. Productivity for me is getting stuff done when I intend to get it done. Oh, brilliant! What do you think about that? I love it. It's just I hot off it. the dome right here. Like that's, that's just fantastic. <laughs> it's great, actually, <laughs> because that's what we think, right? Pro- yeah. To be productive means you're getting things done. However, to be the most productive, it helps to know what you're doing. Right. There's that. That's the. That's sort of, I guess, the third vector. So for me, it's like I. I need to know what I'm doing and when I have to do it. Like when right. I have available to do it, and that's usually where I screw it up. Like I way over plan. Or people will do the exact opposite and don't plan at all. They'll yeah. skip the planning piece and they go straight to work. So right. it's 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 not a happy medium, right? It's either yeah, no. you don't plan and you go straight to work, or you over plan and you still don't get the work done because you probably have overplanned, right? Yeah, so there's right. this not a happy place. So we want to find a happy place. But the problem with planning that I have found with with uh, with my clients is that it's really overwhelming, especially when you don't know what you're doing, where to start. Everything feels urgent. Uh, you know, you're looking at several tasks on different task lists that are everywhere, paper, computer, notes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can mm-hmm. be anywhere. So, of course, you know, the work isn't always getting done or the work is getting done, but it's on a very reactive type of um, mode and you're not sure. very proactive. So, this is the thing. When we don't plan, it's almost like you're playing darts in the dark. Imagine oh. that for a moment. Yeah. So in, you're in, in this in a room full of yeah, friends and family. People. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you know, yes, exactly. So you've got the lights off and you're just throwing darts and you are hoping that you don't uh get your wife or your child or I think you just you know. described the plot of like Saw Seven or The Purge <laughs> Nine. That's right. Yeah. Well, to get your target is pretty slim. We know that, right? So we want to have, we want the lights on. Yeah. We want to flip those lights on. Get the lights on. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. So that's what we do with planning. So today, what I want to do is just share with you a few ideas on what to avoid when you're planning your week and hope and, and really hope that it gives you some different insights on how to plan. And, uh, you know, let's go with this and see what, what you think. And if you have questions, you know, I know yeah. that people ask them because that's, that's what you do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All, All right. right. So where do you where do you start? Okay. Number one thing that you don't want to do is not have a standing appointment to plan your week. Sure. Okay. So the problem with not having kind of a regular time that you do this, and I'm not saying that it's a regular time all the time. I mean, we know that inconsistent behavior is not un, you know, usual right. for the ADHD or, but when you don't have any type of time scheduled or intended to do this, the likelihood of you ever getting any planning done is really, really, really slim. Super slim. So, yeah. So we want to have some kind of thought process where you're thinking, okay, when does it make sense for me to plan out my week? And for most people, if it's a Monday through Friday work week, you're going to want to do that on a Monday morning, maybe on a Friday afternoon. But I don't know if yeah, Friday afternoons are pretty 
shot for me. I, I don't really do a whole lot. <laughs> so, but Monday morning, you know, it's fresh. It's a new week. Um, it can definitely, definitely work. But if you don't have anything planned or if you don't have a time, it's just probably not going to get done. So, yeah, right. I want to think I about still that. advocate for Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon yeah, has been the sweet why. spot for me because, you know, I used to plan Monday morning and it was always too late. There are always fires that start right away Monday morning. And it's so mm-hmm. hard to put the gate down. It says, I know I'm here, but you can't have me yet, world. Like, I know I'm working. Right. I know you know I'm working. I know you know I know I'm working. You don't get access to me until I'm ready. I That is just, that proved impossible for me. I just don't have the mm-hmm. willpower for it. But I find that Thursday afternoon, I'm not yet in the Friday, like, oh, catch up on the last few things and meetings. Um, you know, I, I am, it's, it's still early enough that I'm fresh with the stuff I didn't accomplish this week. Uh, and so Thursday, I can build out my calendar for next week and then know when it hits Monday morning, I'm able to kind of roll with the punches. If anything came in on Friday or over the weekend that I need to adjust, fine. But if I adjust nothing, I know I have a plan and I haven't had to be stressed about it all all weekend long. So I, I am a, I love an that. advocate, definitely an advocate for for the Thursday afternoon plan. Um, planning session. Absolutely. That is definitely something worth trying. And, and that's exactly what I would encourage listeners to do is, is try practice some different times during the week and see what works best for you. So it could be a Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning. It could be Friday. It could be Sunday. Some people like to do some planning on Sunday. So I definitely say go into it with, um, uh, a practice kind of curious mentality of where where you'll get it done. Because if you find that you schedule it and you're not getting it done on a Thursday afternoon or like what Pete said, I tried doing it Monday mornings and it just wasn't getting done, then we want to try something different. Then we want to see, okay, this isn't happening. I'm not getting it done. So I'm going to change the time and I'm going to see how this works. So we want to keep uh, experimenting on something that will work most of the time. Right? Yeah, and and I think that's the the thing you're fighting against. There is uh, that our instinct is well, it didn't work for me to do my planning on Monday morning. I guess planning doesn't work for me. I and can't that, plan. That would be the yeah. wrong lesson to get out of this. It took me years Absolutely. to figure out Thursday would work for me. I tried Sunday. There were invariably too many like family demands, family dinner, mm-hmm. those kinds of things for me to get it in my head. It uh, my the planning had to be like there are a couple of emergent rules. It had to be during the workday because my head's in a workday mode. Right. And I also needed to not be rushed by all of these other kind of work demands. And Thursday was the sweet spot. Find the sweet spot. It it serves you to find the sweet spot. Absolutely. All right. So the second thing that we want to avoid is having your planning sessions be too long. Um, Unfortunately, when they get drawn out, they uh, are going to be more likely not to happen. So we want our planning session to be pretty, pretty simple, pretty concise, clear check, check, uh, lists or checklist, mm-hmm. you know, that you can just go off and check off pretty quickly. Um, and the reason the planning session, uh, doesn't have to be a, a very long period of time is because it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. So that's the thing that we want to avoid here is perfection. Uh, because I can guarantee you whatever you plan on Monday is going to be adjusted on Tuesday. Very rarely does the plan go exactly yeah, the way that you right, think it's right. going to go. So 
Ideally, you want your planning sessions to be around 30 minutes long. You want to have a chance to be able to look at your task list, look at your calendar, figure out what your priorities are, match those priorities to your calendar and put some intention behind your planning. But we, we really only need to do well, it for and about I, 30 minutes. I would minutes. say that once you get started planning and you start doing it, like, you know, I've been doing it now for a number of years on Thursday at four o'clock and I have it in my calendar blocked out four to 4.30. It rarely takes me more than 10 or 15 minutes. Right, right. That's exactly true. And I, I'm glad you say that because the more it's a habit and the more you you keep up with your task list and you're keeping up with everything, it doesn't take very long. So at the beginning, it's probably going to take longer than 30 minutes just because you're getting used to what it is that you need to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad you say that, Pete, because yes, with time, it can get faster and quicker and just it's more fluid and just easy. It, it comes to you easier, I should say. Not easy, but easier. So even as I've been planning for a number of years doing my weekly planning and putting all my tasks in the calendar when I'm going to do it, I still get bit by something that uh, almost every week I get bit by this this one thing. And it happens to be the one thing that is number three on your list of things not to do when planning. Allow me to be case example number one. Please tell people what this is. It is. What's number three? You get in there, you get in there, you start planning, you're feeling good about planning, you're moving tasks around, and then you see that one task. And you know that task? You know that task. That task is the one that says, do me now. You can do it. Just do do it now. I'm fine. You just knock it out. It'll take you two minutes. Don't worry. It'll be great. And you say, okay, task. I I think I can do it. I think I can sneak it in. I got your back. Yeah, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And then you start doing the task. And that two minutes turns into five minutes, turns into a half hour. And before long, you've started working for your day and you have not planned. Am I saying it about right? Is that the experience? Right on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and a couple of reasons why this happens. One is that your planning sessions might be too long. And so mm-hmm. you might, without even knowing it, you're having that anxiety of, I've got to get this work done. So that that little task that says, open me, yeah. is going to be even louder because you're going to be pulled to to want to do that because you have that anxiety of mm-hmm. having to get the work done. Um, but yes, that can definitely happen. And, you know, do you remember that book? Um, I'm sure you read it to your kids because we read it, we read them to our kids all the time. If you give a mouse a cookie, oh yeah, he's gonna want this. Yeah. And he's gonna want that. And if you give him that, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you you're gonna open up that one task, and then another one's gonna want your attention, mm-hmm. and the other one's gonna want your attention. So it, I think there's a mindset here that has to kind of come in, and that is you're only planning for this period of time. You have the whole day to do your yeah. work. And the planning can be just as important as the work because it's getting you organized to do the work. It's getting you in the headset, the mindset to get into the work. Like you're not as uh, reactive. You can feel a little bit more in control. So I would say, you know, think about that as you're going into your planning session. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work. Put a big sticky note right. on your computer if you need to, just to remind you not to work during that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And and think about, I, I just want to go back to that one point you just made, which is so sure. valuable for me, which is about getting yourself in the mindset of work. Think about how bad you are if you're like me at making transitions. Transitioning from yes. work to not work and not work to work is really hard. And sometimes it's seductive 
to trick yourself, to cheat yourself into thinking, if I just do that one little two-minute task, then mm-hmm. uh, then you will be making that transition into work. But what you're really doing is you're just chumming the water for distraction. You're just right. looking for more stuff not to do. You're not really actually focused on finding more focus throughout your the rest of the week to come. That's right. That's right. So quick review. You want to have a standing appointment to plan. You want to make sure that your planning sessions are not too long. And you want to plan. Don't do the work. Yeah. <laughs> plan, plan, plan. Don't do the work. Yeah, yeah. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the daily kind of plan daily review, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So here, Pete, on a Thursday afternoon, has has thought about his week, has thought reflected about this past week, what's going to happen into this next week. But then there's this also like daily review that has to happen. I'm sure you ch- you check your to-doist every day, right? Yeah, multiple times a day. So if I, think, if I yes. were to characterize the difference between what we talked about this week and what we're going to talk about next week, this week is about big rocks. This week, I'm looking at next week and finding where are the big blocks of time that I'm going to be able to do sets of tasks or sets of client activities. And daily, at the end of each day, I'm looking at what is tomorrow sort of half hour by half hour going to look like in terms of moving those smaller rocks around. So I think that's a great, uh, great way to pick up. Absolutely. Uh, One last thing that I want to say that we started to talk about at the beginning of the show, the GPS program. Yes. Uh, This is a workshop that I am uh, leading, and it's a six-week workshop, and it it stands for Guided Planning Sessions. We've talked about it in the past. Uh, But what this workshop does is it actually gives you the time and space to do this planning with the support of myself and others that are going through the same thing. And I have a system that I go through. We have a kind of a step-by-step that's broken up by time um, of, of what you're going to do during this five minutes, what you're going to do during this 10 minutes. And, uh, and it's really been incredible to witness how people feel about planning in week one and, and what happens to them at week six. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, oh, it's no problem. And it's like <laughs> easy peasy, but there's this like, transformation that happens and it, they think about planning in a different way. They're more realistic. They're, they give themselves more grace. They understand their ADHD more. More confidence, uh, less fear. More more confidence, less fear. Exactly. That's exactly it. And uh, so if you are struggling with planning and you would like to learn more of how you can do this in an ADHD-friendlier way, I highly recommend that you check out GPS. I'm going to be offering this workshop throughout the year at different times and um, check it out. Excellent. Uh, link in the show notes. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for hanging out with us today. Thanks for putting up with my technical issues. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you downloading and listening to this show. We uh, deeply appreciate your time and your attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute about the conversation, uh, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.